0: Welcome to The 24 Club. This is a podcast about navigating life in the modern world while striving for sanctity as a young adult.
1: Welcome back to The 24 Club. I'm Diana.
0: I'm Leanne. And I'm Dalton.
1: We are excited to be back for another episode, a second one of 2021. And today we're going to be talking about prayer. I don't exactly know where we're going to go with it, but we're just going to discuss prayer, what it looks like for us, what it means in our day-to-day lives and how hard it can be and also what a gift it can be. So before we do that, we're going to talk about our Saint of the Week. And this week we're going to talk about Blessed Chiara Badano. Leon loves her. Dalton, I don't know if he knows about her, but I mean, I, I
2: support, I support her, he her, her. sainthood.
1: <laughs> so she obviously is a blessed. So that means that she has not been officially canonized as a saint, but she's been beatified and she's in that process of becoming a canonized saint. We know that she's in heaven, and so she is a saint. Like we're all called to be saints, and so we can definitely still ask for her prayers and for her intercession. She was really young. She was 18 years old when she died, and there's a lot known about her life because she's a more modern saint. She was beatified just in 2010, which relative to the other saints, it's pretty recent. And so, she was from Italy, and basically just from the age of 4, she was talked about as someone who is very wise, very loving, always being one to want to serve the homeless on the holidays or just find ways to give back to the less fortunate around her. She was from a pretty well-off family and she grew up with a great childhood from what it seems, but she always just had a heart that was others focused and really was from a young age. That was something that set her apart. So she was diagnosed with osteosarcoma And she got pretty sick pretty quickly. Her treatments for this serious form of bone cancer were painful, and sadly, they were unsuccessful. She went from being a young, popular girl who played all the sports to being paralyzed at just the age of 17. But the beautiful and the unique thing is when she suffered, she talks about how she felt closer to Jesus. Her hair would fall out, and every single time that something like that would happen or like there would be a new development in her illness. She would just say, all for Jesus. One of her last quotes was, I have nothing left, but I still have my heart. And with that, I can always love. So she was a beautiful girl who really loved the Lord. And I think she's a great example because she was just a very normal everyday girl. And she had a very brief and short life, but even in that short period of time, she accomplished a lot in the name of Jesus. And so I think she's a great one to ask for prayers from and to learn about.
0: Yeah, like Deanna was saying earlier, I'm kind of partial to her because my first year as a missionary, we have, I guess you can say small groups for our whole summer of training and they are after a patron or patroness and ours was Blessed Kiara. So I got to learn about a lot about her and we tried to model a little bit of her life um, through our time at training. Um, But I just always thought it was so beautiful how when she was in the hospital, she would go and visit other patients and make them laugh and make their time, you know, more enjoyable or as enjoyable as it could be. So it's just beautiful to see that quality in her just to recognize that she was in pain. I mean, bone cancer is probably the most painful kind of cancer, but yet she still went out of her way to make people feel loved. So That's Kiara, our girl.
2: Cool, yeah, thanks for sharing that. That's a beautiful story. So with that, we're going to move into our topic for the day, and we're going to talk about prayer, like Diana said. What does prayer look like for us? What does it mean to us? Uh, Because everybody, you know, we hear that a lot, like, oh, think about it, pray about it. But what does that actually mean? And so we're going to dive into it. So I'll go ahead and start. When I was growing up, you know, I went to private school, I went to Catholic school. And so we would do a lot of like the scheduled, not the scheduled, the formulated prayers, like the the ones that were kind of written out for you. And so growing up, I always had this idea that prayer had to be structured and from a paper and something that everybody knew. And so when they would say like, you know, pray about it, or, you know, why don't you pray? I would be in bed and I would like, see how many Our Fathers and Hail Marys I could pray like and then I found out the rosary I was like "Ooh, it's a lot I want to say like <laughs> all of these and so you know growing up that's what I thought prayer was I'll never forget that I was in mass one time and I don't know why I remember this but in the Eucharistic prayer there's a part where we say Lord say the word and my soul shall be healed and I remember like tugging my dad's shirt and I was like what's the word like, what? Like, I thought there was like a secret word. Like, what is the word that Jesus needs to say for my heart to be healed? And um, my dad, like, you know, because we were in the middle of Mass, he was like, love. And I was like, oh, okay. And so, I don't know. Like, I always thought of prayer as some kind of like secret language um, that, you know, needed to be spoken or said, right? Kind of like a recipe. But yeah, so. I have since learned that it is a relationship. It is a conversation. Yeah, it's more than a a string of words that we put together to just kind of say, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, Dalton, I remember I know you have recently started going to spiritual direction and you had a really profound experience in your prayer recently. So would you mind sharing how that went?
2: Yeah, so I started going to spiritual direction and my spiritual director advised me to pray with scripture. Because like I had read scripture, but I hadn't actually like prayed with it, and I was like, "Well, what do you mean?" So when I when I started, he said, "You know, start reading scripture, and when something starts tugging at your heart, then you know, pause there and just reflect on it, and kind of like you know, quote unquote, chew on that for a little bit." So I was like, "Okay, go." So I started with the book of Luke, and I was reading, and each day I was trying to read like a paragraph, and I was like, "Okay, like I'll read this whole story." And then I would sit there and I would think about it and write down, you know, what I thought. And I was like, okay, next day. And so then I would jump to the next paragraph. And when I went back for my second appointment, (laughs) my spiritual director was like, let's slow down a little bit. Like, let's go back to the first one. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, we're really slowing down. Like, we're not not trying to, quantity is not the goal here. So I I went back and I reflected on the Annunciation of John the Baptist to Zechariah. And I just, I sat with it and I had this really vivid image of, you know, the scene unfolding and I pictured the temple being like huge and dark and there's like a single stream of light coming in from a window really, really high up and, you know, just like the silhouette of the angel Gabriel standing behind the altar and hopefully I'll eventually get around to painting this so there's a visual of what you guys, you can see what I see in my head. But yeah, like I, I had never experienced that. I had never experienced prayer through scripture in that way. Um, I had always kind of read scripture as just like, oh, like this is assigned reading for class. Like we should know this, and you know, this is what we're gonna read for mass today. But I had never actually like allowed it to touch my heart in that way. I was always reading to find an answer, and when I would read what I wanted to read. Then I was like, okay, I found it. And then I would close the Bible and that's it. But this was more, you know, reading, combing through the scripture several times, trying to, you know, just be open and listen, as opposed to going and looking for what I already knew that I wanted to hear, Um, but instead listening for whatever God wanted me to hear at that moment in that time. And I think that's a beautiful way to pray too, because it'll change. You can read the same verse, you know, from one year to the next. And it'll mean something. Com- it could mean something completely different for you, for that stage of life. But yeah, so that's that's kind of where my prayer life is right now. That's I don't even know what, what you would call that, but
1: that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. I think for me, right now, I'm in a season where I'm just learning that prayer looks different. Kind of like your relationship with people in your life. You know, like it it looks different. Obviously, God is different. There's a whole nother level of your relationship with the Lord. It should be the thing that is the most highly prioritized, right? But it looks different for me this year as like, um a lot different than it did when I was a missionary. And that's something that has been a struggle, but it's beautiful. I'm learning that prayer, although it's a gift to be able to like sit in a chapel and have a holy hour every day. Um and having that gift during my missionary life was something that was super formative and I'm very grateful for. Um, but even though that's a gift, it doesn't always have to look like that. And so I think for me being okay with even like 15, 20 minutes of being in my car and just talking to Jesus and worshiping whatever way that looks, whether it's like listening to music or even like listening to the Bible like on audio, cause I'm spending a lot of time driving. Um, and just kind of seeing what stands out to me or like what the Lord impresses upon my heart. That has been my prayer lately. And that's beautiful. And God works with that. You know, it doesn't have to be this super long, extravagant thing every time. But it's been an, it's been hard because for a while I was like, if I can't pray an hour, I should just like not pray at all. Um, which I know that sounds really stupid. But I think that I was just kind of living in this mindset that I didn't even realize it was like a performance-based mindset, even though like I would go and actually have encounters with God. There's a reason, you know, that you want to go to to the Adoration Chapel. It's a, a special gift. But I realized that I was like lessening the idea of prayer in my mind. I was limiting God, really. I was kind of saying like, well, if I can't go and give God this hour and be in a chapel, then like, what is five minutes like in my car? But actually, no, that is a lot. And I've had a lot of profound experiences with the Lord. And so that's my experience of prayer right now.
2: Yeah, and I just want to add like that when you when I heard you talking about that, I think of like the multiplication of the loaves and fish. Yes, like God multiplies totally. whatever we offer. And so, yeah, it's 5 minutes in your car, but you know, that means the world to the Lord that you even took those 5 minutes. So, I'm glad that that you know you're you're coming to
1: that. Yeah, it's growing up, I guess, in the spiritual life, I don't know. Well, <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> no, but my experience with prayer is kind of like me, all over the place. Organized chaos, like the new planner I bought. Yeah, I feel like it's been a journey from when I first kind of had my deeper reconversion if you want to say in college Um, and I was super excited and started to go to daily mass every day and would pray all the time and you know all these things which not saying I'm not excited but it's different it's like the cupcake phase or something as people say or the newlywed phase I was super drawn and just wanted to learn 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 which I feel like as I grew and matured not only my faith but also just as a person it got harder and it's still harder And I feel like I kind of hit plateaus. Like I have, you know, great moments in prayer where I'm super excited to pray and I want to grow. But then I have moments where I'm like, Jesus, give me the will to want to be here. You know, not even to be here, to want to be here. So, yeah, my journey has just kind of been ups and downs, but also like in-betweens and plateaus. Not just like super high ups or super far downs, but kind of going with the flow. But I think especially in transitioning from being a missionary, kind of how Deanna was saying, obviously, well, it might not be obvious, but as a missionary, how she said we had a holy hour every day, daily mass every day. Um, but that was something we did as part of our team. We had it scheduled into our day and that's how it was. So I knew I had to be there at 8 a.m. every day or someone was going to see that I wasn't there and that would be Hashtag suspicious. But even then, like I sometimes would feel bad because I would just kind of daze my way through prayer or I'd be super tired and sometimes fall asleep in prayer. And I would be like, what the heck? Like, why am I not as, you know, pious or prayerful as my teammates or as students at certain points? You know, it was like really hard to justify that. But I started to read, man, I can't think of what it's called now, but it's a book based off of St. Teresa's Spirituality. I can't believe I, I believe don't. I Believe in Love, yes. Um, which is just one of my go-tos. Fun fact, I haven't actually finished it, but <laughs> I I go back to it all the time. Like the first couple chapters are just my jam. But in there, it just taught me to have mercy with myself and kind of how we were saying, like the Lord sees what little we give as a, a huge gift and treasure. So that really helped me to have more grace with myself to say like, Yeah, I'm here and that matters to God. Um, And it should matter to me, you know, that I am putting in effort. So that, along with a lot of spiritual direction, too, as a missionary, I got to learn, Okay, I don't have to come up with this big extravagant plan of this is what I'm going to do in prayer today. This is the X amount of spiritual books or the X amount of, you know, scripture reading I'm going to do for Lexio. It's like, no, I'm there and i'm asking god okay god i want you to love me and i want to know of that love sometimes it's as simple as that so in my transition i've had to constantly remind myself that it's not about the productivity it's not about i'm doing x in order to receive love it's i'm here to be known and that is enough so yeah luckily in our job we do get to pray. We do get to go to mass. You know, all those things are still readily available, but I've had to kind of destructure my mindset of this isn't just to fill my schedule. This is for me to cater to a relationship. So that's looked a lot different now because it's it's hard to actually make the effort to go and pray a holy hour or go and pray at all sometimes. But when I do, I'm reminded that God sees me where I am. And I don't, I think, have like the most even imaginative prayer life, which is something that I also struggled with in learning of like, I might not see, you know, like God right there um, giving me some sort of image or something like that, but it comes from my desires is what I've learned. Like my desires grow towards something that is good. And that is where God is speaking to me. And I've learned to, to trust in that and not just think, oh, well, that's just something I thought of because as much as I think that I, you know, create these great plans on my own, I don't. God places those desires on my heart. So, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now, of just like still figuring it out. And I think I'll figure it out the rest of my life, honestly, because it does change um, in circumstances and experiences. But My go-to model usually is one day at a time. The Lord doesn't just erase all of the effort from before. If I've missed, you know, some prayer time or if I didn't put as much fervor into my prayer time, it's like, okay, let's start over. And yeah, mercy is real. So just holding on to mercy has been really good for me while in this transition and just learning. So,
1: yeah. No, I was just going to say, I feel like when you were talking about how you're not maybe as imaginative, whereas like Dalton just talked about a prayer that like is super imaginative, but we all just have such different ways of relating to God. And that's not a bad thing, which I know that's very self-explanatory, but it's not something especially when I was getting taught, like how to pray, or I guess I was learning from the people around me. And it's not something I really took into consideration. Like we all have different gifts and God created us and like expects and wants us to to pray in the way that is natural to us. You know, like sometimes it's good to push yourself. Like for example, it's harder for me um, to pray the rosary. I think this year I've gotten more into the rosary than I ever have before. And it was always super hard. And sometimes it's still really hard for me, but now I like to pray with scripture. So I like read, a like on each bead, I'll read a verse um, that has to do with that mystery or I'll just look up some type of like rosary meditation. And that really helps me because I really like to read scripture. I really like to read in general. And that's a big way that I connect with the Lord. And so I think just it's important to note that, um, look at where, what brings your heart most alive, where you encounter Jesus and go with that, even if it looks different than the person next to you, you know, or how you want it to look. Because as we get to know jesus he also reveals more of our own hearts to to us and it's like we grow in self-knowledge you know and i think that i was kind of like afraid of that for a long time and i didn't i don't know i wanted to fit into a certain box of how i prayed and how i lived discipleship and how i lived my life and so i think just wanted to to point that out because not everyone prays the same way you know
2: yeah then you know they say singing is praying twice and so uh, all you musicians, um, that's, you know, those are prayers. And my mom brought a, a good point to me one time And because I used to help out in music ministry. And she told me we were talking one time and she was like, you know, all those songs that you're singing, you're praying. Like you're asking God to uh, open the floodgates of heaven. Like you're asking God to to, you know, lead you, like the song that oceans, Spirit Lead Me. Like you are asking the Holy Spirit to lead you And so, you know, I think that's a good point. Thank you for bringing that up. Like, everybody prays differently. And it's not just, you know, something that's thought out or something that is read. But, you know, it's something that can be sung, too. And, you know, finding what brings your heart joy and what connects you most to God, I think that's probably where you're going to hit the jackpot when it comes to forming your prayer life.
1: That's a good point, because... although we do have different gifts and stuff like that, I praise and worship is one of my favorite ways to pray and to connect with God. I'm so ADD that I like, sometimes I need to like listen to a song or something to kind of help me focus. But my voice, I mean, I'm so tone deaf, you know? So it's not like you have to be super good at something in order to enjoy it or to, to connect with the Lord in that in that way, you know? Like I wish I could sing like Dalton, but I can't. But the Lord still finds it beautiful, I hope. So yesterday I went to Costco to get my contacts and my glasses and I had this plan to go to Costco and then go to the gym and I, before I had to go to dinner with my family and they ended up making me get a membership, long story, like my mom is a member and anyways I had to go get a membership which I was annoyed about and I've just been experiencing a lot of stress in the last couple of weeks, especially like just even this week, I think I think there's an element of like spiritual warfare. I think also just my nature when I'm going through a lot of transition, I get stressed out, and so my prayer has been a little bit harder. I and mean, that's not really an excuse, but it's been harder for me to to prioritize that. And it's been something that I've been really noticing a difference in, just like my demeanor, you know. And like I said, even if it's five minutes, that makes a difference. Like speaking and allowing God to to minister to us, especially in those places where we're struggling, and so. Yesterday, definitely did not do that. And when I was actually walking into Costco, I kind of silently just prayed and I was like, Lord, just please lift this anxiety from me. Like I've been trying to do it on my own. Like the day before that I had tried to take a break and do some brew, like just, yeah, chill in my car. And then I got rear-ended. It was just like this super intense week, okay? So I'm walking into Costco and I pray and I just like, I don't know. I had this feeling of like, God, I know you hear me. So can you just like, please do something? because it's it felt like a burden. So when I was rerouted, and I ended up being at Costco for like an hour and a half, I ended up at the membership desk. And the guy who was helping me, his name was Ronnie. And he had a necklace on he's like my dad's age, probably like an older, sweet older man. And he had the Holy Spirit on his necklace. And I just made a comment like, Oh, I like your necklace. And so right away, he was like, Oh, are you a Christian? And I said, Yes. And he started to just like talk about Jesus, kind of like a little bit more than the average person would just in that type of encounter. But you know me, I like, I love that. So we were just kind of talking and then a couple minutes goes by and he's like, I don't know if this is just me or this is like the Holy Spirit, but I feel like God wants you to know that when you're being attacked um, by the enemy or by your own anxious thoughts, like you can look to him and say, Father, I'm your daughter, take care of me. And he listens to you. And like, he really wants you to know that he listens to you and that he hears you. Isn't that crazy? Wow. And then he prayed for me, which I think that's a whole nother conversation I about the power of intercessory prayer and praying for people when they ask you, even on the spot. Cause actually that's what I, I was like, oh, pray for me, please. Like a meeting, like when I leave. And he was like, let me pray for you right now. And then the last thing he said to me was, like when he was going to get my paperwork he gave me his phone and he was like read my devotional when I go get paperwork figured out and I was like what and he was like I'm not trying to be holier than thou or speak he doesn't know my life you know he doesn't have any idea what I do probably that I'm in campus ministry but he was right on when he said like we can talk about God a lot all day long we can you know have had great prayer in the past but he was like we have to get with Jesus every single day and have a relationship with him. And every morning I read this devotional and it takes me five minutes and like God wants that time with you. And he just started like speaking to me and putting me in my place like in a beautiful way. I felt like so convicted of the Lord being like, You've been just like stressed, stressed, stressed and being like asking me to fix it, but, you know, you're not actually coming and allowing me to to fix it and to spend time with you. And so he literally, I took pictures of it. He gave me his sweet phone. It was all cracked and all like little, it's a very dad-like phone, you know? And he had this devotional pulled up from the Bible app. And of course it was like exactly what I needed to hear. And I just like read through it. And he was like, I want you to read the whole thing. And I like read his devotional. I read through his scripture. And then, yeah, it was like, God really like inserted himself into my day in the most beautiful way and answered my prayer. And another thing that Ronnie said, the last thing I'll say that I thought was really beautiful, this man is just really holy. I was just really cool. I think he's an angel. He quoted the verse from Proverbs. A man directs his or makes his plans, but it is the Lord who directs our steps. And he said, I don't know what else you had planned tonight, but God really wanted you to to come here. And he directed your steps here. And it was just really cool because I was so mad that I had to go buy a Costco membership. And it ended up turning my entire day and like my entire week around. So...
0: I'm glad you shared that. She kept that story from us so she could <laughs> say it here. So I think it's it's cool. We we heard it firsthand, and it's just beautiful. The Lord really does answer us in w- the weirdest ways sometimes, which makes it even more convicting. So I
2: always have to look back and laugh whenever things like that happen because yeah, like you said, like we get frustrated in the moment, and then we look back, and God's like, "Uh huh." see? You see what I did? Mira? Mira? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But yeah, no, that is, that is beautiful. And I love the way, you know, God just interjects when we need him the most. And he's just like, I'm here. Here I am.
1: It convicted me too to be reminded that like, God hears our prayers. I know, again, that's a very simple thing. And I've had moments where I've like walked in the complete and total conviction of that but there are sometimes when you're like do you hear me God like am I like are you am I getting through you know and I just felt like so known and and loved by God in like in that moment because that is exactly what I was praying for you know again in a different way than I thought he would answer it but yeah he hears us like he literally hears us and sometimes he's silent and he allows us to grow but I don't know just like The power of prayer, it's our weapon, you know, like it's our, it's truly like our biggest defense, our biggest protection. Honestly, it's like, I don't know. It's the way that we get through life. Can you imagine like just life without that?
0: That reminds me, this is dumb, we don't have to, but when you're like, God, are you really there? It reminds me of Jeannie from Aladdin where he's like, did you rub my lamp? Did you wake me up? Did you bring me here? And it's like, that's often (laughs) how my prayer goes sometimes. It's just like, what is happening? And then he just shows up in a random way. So So in closing, does anyone want to share any additional thoughts or comments or anything like that?
1: One thing I will say, since we're on the Twenty Four Club podcast and we talk about a lot of saints. Something that has helped me before. It helped me when I first started praying and or when I first started trying to get more intentional about my prayer life and I still do it today is reading the lives of the saints there's actually a series, I think it's by Ignatius Press or something, but it's called Praying with the Saints. And so it's like praying with St. Teresa of Avila, praying with St. John of the Cross. And it kind of draws on that saint's spirituality, It takes excerpts from that, their writings or different things that they did also with scripture. And it's a really helpful way to to kind of dive deeper into prayer. And there are saints on all different sides of the spectrum. You know, there are saints that were really charismatic. There are saints that were super traditional, super theological, you know, there, there's just such a wide variety of, of, um, resources and of saints. And so I think that's a great place to start when you are diving deeper into prayer.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think that's a great idea, but yeah, in closing, just thank you guys again for joining us for this episode from wherever you are. And yeah, we would just Continue to encourage you if you know you're starting off fresh in prayer or restarting again, just take that first step. You know, we have all you've heard all of our experiences with prayer, so we come from different backgrounds of how we pray. So, I would just encourage you to go deeper and ask the Lord how it is that He wants to pursue you so you can go to Him in those times, whether it's a small start and a small step or a big leap. Just know that the Lord sees you and recognizes your effort. So the only advice we would give is to begin and the Lord will take it from there.
2: Awesome. So that music that you heard in the beginning is Until We're Old by Noel Montenegro. And he has merch now. So he's got a website. If you Google him, it's noelmontenegro.com. So go check out his merch and go check out his songs on Spotify.
1: Let's get mashing sweatshirts. <laughs> <That'd be cool. laughs> awesome. So, as always, know of our prayers for you. Please keep us in your prayers. We'd love to hear your feedback. If you have any thoughts or suggestions and where you'd like us to go with the podcast, you can submit them to us, I guess, through our Instagram page, the 24 Club Podcast, or our email, which is also the 24 Club Podcast at gmail.com. And please keep us in your prayers. And blessed Chiara Badano. Pray okay. for
2: us in the
1: morning. A hey.